your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. So usually when we start the show on a Friday, Tregoski has his own theme song. Right, he's so, got his own theme song. Yeah, he's got his own. And who it's wrote like, it? It's like a cowboy. It's like we we use like generic, so okay. you don't have to have the rights music. Oh, okay. And uh, it's got this like cowboy feel, and I feel a little itchy. We played it yesterday. He was on with me yesterday, but he's gone today. Uh, but he usually sticks with me on a Friday. Um, so it just feels a little off not playing the do 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 do. But this is William Garcia. That's the voice you're hearing. Hi, everybody. He's the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. I snagged him to uh, help me roll with the punches on a Friday. Um, <laughs> we so your duties today, right. along with you know, just I make you do all the talking, but also sure, sure, sure. It's a Friday potential Friday news dump. It's a, there's always a news dump, right? There's always and, this. There's often something strange. It might, you know, I guess five o'clock. It should be about time for the Friday news. Yeah, dump. a lot of this stuff happens. You know, three, five, six o'clock. Yeah. But you know, I I feel like. And this isn't like super fun to talk about, but I feel like this is a Friday news dump. The federal government has kind of like uh, axed 650 racist yep. names off. Yep. Um, that, what, off of government uh, monuments fed- and park names. Uh, it's a lot of lakes. Yeah, federal lands. Yep, a lot of federal lands. Uh, so, um, so a- 650 essentially racist names. 28 Wisconsin sites have right. removed. And I should say names. It's just a word, right? There's 650 right. places. It is word. a derogatory term for was, a Native uh, American uh, young woman. And and so that that seems to me like a Friday news dump. So it does. You you thinking like, no, not really. That's good news. But that's, yeah, I mean, I feel Friday like it's good dump. news. So I I guess it could be a news dump, but. Uh, it's it's a news dump in the right direction. It is excellent news. Uh, I hope the Interior Department, and that's who kind of led this, uh, the Interior Department, uh, yeah, which Paul currently Lynch. has the highest ranking uh, Native American uh, in U.S. government, is the head of the, is Secretary of the Interior. Like history, in the history of the In the US history government. of, yep. And so um, I, I hope that this continues and that we continue to uh, kind of get rid of these racist and derogatory names and well, along those find lines, better ones. Deb Holland is the uh, Secretary of the Interior. What is yep. she? Secretary of the Interior. So she's the highest ranking Native American in U.S. government. But also, we just had in Alaska, because they're doing ranked choice voting, we've yes. talked about ranked choice yeah, voting. Yeah, we talked about ranked choice voting. A Native American has won. Uh, a U.S. House seat, or the U.S. House seat. I don't know. If the, Alaska. Yes, Alaska, yeah, Alaska only has one. one. Um, beating now, I forgot her name. The lady that what, ran, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin yep. in a race, uh, open seat there, yep. I believe. And of course, it's a little tricky because um, uh, the the Democratic candidate would have won either way. So they used ranked choice voting uh, for because there were three people running uh, in normal times. Uh, most places don't have a runoff, and so it's just it's a plurality. Whoever gets the highest percentage, yeah. whatever that may be, the person who got the highest percentage was a Democratic candidate, uh, and with Sarah Palin coming in second and the other kind of Republican coming in third. But with ranked choice voting, they take out that those third place ones, and anyone who put the third place person first, they take their second place votes and add them until someone gets fifty percent, and. Um, so 50% of the people that voted for the Republican uh, voted against Palin. 
even though they were both Republicans. And so um, whether with ranked choice voting or with our kind of quote unquote normal system of voting, the uh, the Democrat won. There's just there's enough candidates, I think, in in a state. Where do you really have to roll Sarah Palin again? Like I feel like as a, right. if I was a Republican in Alaska, I'd be like, really, Sarah Palin? Well, I think we it's do? a. I think that the Sarah Palin thing is a is a part of a large Republican misunderstanding of where the country is, um, based on what Republicans hear, especially from their base. They want you know Trumpers. They want Trumpy, 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 Trumpers, uh, and that's all they want. And that is Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin is an absolute Trumper, and so. They are putting forward these people because they're like, the people want Trump. They want Trump supporters. And then the people come back and say, no, we do not want that. Um, and so they can't really get above the like the, the 30% of people that really strongly support Trump. Uh, if you don't really if you don't really feel Trump in your gut, uh, you're voting for someone else. And that's happened over and over again this election cycle. Do you think the what happened, because you said it doesn't really factor in, but what happened in Alaska Sarah Palin's a pretty big name. Big name? Big name, in a, you know, even though I just forgot her name. I mean, largely a big name for being a not good candidate, but a big name, yes. Well, I mean, she was on the ticket, right, for vice yep, president. Yep, she was on the ticket for, so, with McCain. I mean, McCain probably would, if he could go back in time, obviously, that that's not possible. And for so many different factors, probably wouldn't take Palin, right? Oh, like, 100% would never, would never do that again. Um, but but Sarah, sometimes it's just the name, right? Like you right. just need the name. So a lot of people probably see Sarah Palin and go, "Oh yeah, I Republican, yeah. sure, vote for her." Um, does the rest of the country look at what happened in Alaska and go rank choice voting? A Democrat won, um, and we we we're not saying her name, but it's Mary Pelto- there we Peltola. There uh, Yeah, Mary Peltola. I didn't want to get it wrong, which is why I was not saying. Well, it. and I'll just do it because I'll get it wrong. But she beats Sarah Palin. Does the rest of the Republicans in the country, because we try, we, we, we advocate for no. ranked choice voting everywhere. I mean, Sarah Palin, because this is the now, this is the standard Republican playbook, uh, Sarah Palin came out and said that, uh, you know, it was rigged. That because of ranked choice voting and everything else, Sarah Palin came out and said, Ugh, this is rigged, this is wrong. But uh, everyone else who sees it sees, you know, a, a, a decent system, a system that, that, um, came up with a with a legitimate winner. And so, of course, the Republican that loses, as they've done time and time again, um, have said, uh, no, we don't believe the voting. But everyone else is looking at it kind of like, okay, that system worked. And a while ago, this is we, we did a ranked choice voting podcast a while ago, and essentially ranked choice voting means you, you rank all the candidates you want on yep. your ballot, and then if that candidate doesn't get fifty percent of the vote, or if that candidate yep. gets is your then, top choice, right? If if your if your top choice um, is the the lowest vote getter, then they strip those votes and they take your second place votes and they give them to uh, the person who you rank second. Yeah, and that continues until we have someone with a with fifty percent of the vote or more. Yeah, fifty percent or more of the vote, and and that that way. That's a better way of getting everybody's vote counted, right. I think. And um, I would like to see it everywhere. But when we did the podcast, you were kind of not that you were on the fence, but you were said, you know, there we have to like trial and error this a little bit more right. to see how how it works. I don't out. think I was that on the fence. I'm I'm pretty pro ranked choice voting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my concern is just needing to do a better job of explaining ranked choice voting. Yeah, we do I a think, terrible I job. Think that's I mean, what, what we just did here was. 
Right. Kind of terrible. Um, I, so, yes, uh, ranked choice voting, I think, is a is a really strong idea. Um, I especially think that it would benefit moderates and independents. Um, and I think that because right now our, our election system is really geared towards the most extreme person on either side winning. Yeah. And uh, that this would be uh, a step in the direction of compromise and a step in the direction of moderation. And I think that would be a good thing. But again, it's going to take a lot of kind of explanation of how it works. Yeah, you could go into a race, let's just say Trump-Biden are on the ticket. But also there's an independent voter. Right. Let's just say, you know, let's just say I'm running as an independent. And you're like, Rick's not going to win. So I'm not going to vote for him. I'm going to vote for the safe pick. I don't right. want Trump to win. Therefore, I'm voting for Biden, even though Rick's on the ticket. And I kind of like his, you know, he's younger than these two 80 year old dudes. Right. And I, I just it, there's no point. It's a wasted vote. Right. Like that's what everyone says. Right. It's just but a wasted in this vote. way, you could confidently vote for the person that you want. Yep. And know that if that person does not get the number of votes you need that your votes are still going to count in the direction in which you want to count. Because that's the, and we've talked about this many times, so that's the the real scary thing about third-party voting because of the laws of this country, um, is that when we vote third-party, the odds are, and when I say odds, I mean like 90% chance that your third-party vote is actually going to help the person farthest away from you ideologically. Right. Because if you if you have a, a Green Party and a Democrat and a Republican, the Republican and the Dem- and the Green Party are the farthest apart you can be. But voting for the Green Party takes votes away from the Democrat, which helps the Republican get elected. So you vote at Green, you're helping the Republican. Right. And and unless we can change those laws and vote rank choice voting is a way of changing those laws, we kind of have to uh, to to do the math of uh, you know who is going to win and do the le- the least amount of damage. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. We just deep dived right into it right off the bat instead of like I usually I like to give an overview. Let's uh when we come back let's talk about Lacrosse's city council passing a conversion therapy. Absolutely, you, you good with that? All right, we'll be back in a minute. So Tregoski usually goes 90s. You're going, I feel like this is 80s. This is late 80s. Yeah. Yes. A little older, William Garcia. A little yeah, older. I'm, 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 I'm old. <laughs> 608 to it. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. William Garcia is hanging out with me this hour. He's the La Crosse County Democratic Party chair. About a year and a half in to doing that job. Yep. A little more. About a year and a half in. Um, Eric from Sparta has been patiently waiting, so let's get to him before we start talking to the conversion therapy ban. Eric, did you have a question for William? Yes, I do. I asked William, do you think the congressionally, constitutionally approved electoral vote act should be abolished? Yes or no? The what? The electoral college. Electoral college? Well, I mean, the electoral college is part of the constitution. And so it would it would require a constitutional amendment to get rid of the Electoral College. I personally would love to get rid of the Electoral College. Um, but I also realize that all, amending the Constitution is a very high bar. Yeah, it's uh, not, never going to happen. Right. I mean, probably not. We would have to. Right. We would have to come to yeah. some Do, sort of bipartisan. Does that answer agreement. your question? I, I we, we let him go. He, oh. Every time. I'm pretty sure every time you're on, that's the question he asks. Oh, which is so, fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so I want to talk about Lacrosse's the city the city yes. council passing a conversion therapy ban, which um, is wonderful, and it should not never have been as close as it was. the The fight 
Now, part of part of the reason why maybe some people voted against it was the threat of a lawsuit, which I also find interesting because if we right. if we decide to legislate based on threats of a lawsuit, we might not ever we'll never have, do anything. We would, right? We can you can bring up a lawsuit about anything. Uh, the question is whether that lawsuit is frivolous or not, and any lawsuit against a conversion ban uh, would be frivolous. There is no standing uh, for that. Some people talk about a First Amendment standing, a free speech standing. However, the uh, free speech, the First Amendment, has never, ever guaranteed harmful speech, dangerous speech. That has always been an exception from the very earliest court cases about free speech. It has never been allowable to... um, speak words that are dangerous. I mean, the big example is, you know, you can't yell fire in a, in a crowded place or something like Bomb that. Bomb in an airport, something right, like that. Stuff like that. You, it, is, it is language that is dangerous, is not protected by the First Amendment. And the conversion ban, the conversion therapy is dangerous. Every medical study about conversion therapy says that it is dangerous for the person undergoing it. The odds of suicide, the odds of um, substance abuse rise dramatically for people that undergo conversion band therapy. It doesn't work, and it is extraordinarily harmful. And so, because it is extraordinarily harmful, there is no First Amendment standing here. Yeah, the I, I, was, I was saying this morning, just kind of ranting about this a little bit, um, it's really easy to... Because some people are saying you, you let parents parent, let them right. parent how they want. Let it's their kids. They, they yeah. if their kid is gay and they don't want it to be gay, I guess then they no, would. No, 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 no. That's that's abuse. Well, this and, is and well, this we is have, what I'm saying. We have laws against abuse. Well, that's what I'm saying is we can we can easily see physical abuse. I mean, if right. your kid is getting beat for you know you know for whatever reason, right. your parent and you're beating your kid, we could see that that's wrong. And there's pretty easy. Nobody would have. Not a whole lot of people would be going, "Hey, that's free speech. Parents can parent. Right. Let them beat their kids because they don't. Their their kids are doing right. stuff they don't like." Conversion therapy, more about mental abuse. So it's really hard. I think now, as the as we, I feel like we're slowly trying to get there. But the idea of mental health, emotional and, health, right. like we just, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to understand. It's hard to get help for that. But stuff. what what is easy is to look at the scientific studies done by doctors and people who know what they are doing and see that conversion therapy, one, does not work, and two, is extraordinarily dangerous for the person that they are attempting to con- uh, convert. So we know those two things to be true. The data shows that. All right, we'll go if you want to throw this back on. We'll, oh, go, yep, back. Yep, yep. we'll go back to the phones. Caller, who's this? Hello. Hey. Hello. Yeah, who's Hello this? There? Yeah, you're on the air. Who's this? Okay, this is uh, Carol. I have a question, and I hope you don't hang up on me like Mitch Reynolds used to. <laughs> but I'd like to know how many conservatives and liberals you have on the county board and the school board. And I would like that answer if you can give it to me. Okay, I don't have any personally. Um, I mean, I'm not sure I can give that either. And the the, the reason I can't is that uh, both of those ra- uh, the uh, both of those races, all of those races, are um, 
They're uh, nonpartisan. nonpartisan. I mean, you could go to the county board and go, Steve Doyle is on the board. Right. And, and he's Democrat. literally a right. Democrat. And and that's about. And and I know that that's not the answer you want. And Kevin Hoyer is on the, the board and he's he's run for, right. for C as, as a Republican. A Republican. Um, uh, Chris Woodard is running as a Republican right now. He's on uh, the council. nonpartisan city council. Um, Mark Newman is run as a Democrat. He's on the city council. But. Uh, I, and again, I, I apologize because it's probably not exactly the answer you wanted, but I think it's really, really clear that, or really um, important that the Wisconsin Constitution mandates that these are nonpartisan races. And so I, I don't want to uh, – the whole point is that they're not supposed to be broken up into, like, Republican and Democrat, stuff like that. And so I think the, the, the best way to find out is just to find out, um, you know, how they're voting. How they're voting, and maybe maybe if they have a website, or if you could just literally yep. talk to them or about talk the to issues. Them. Yep, you can email them and and contact them in several ways uh, and ask them about specific issues. But um, but yeah, so it is. It's not nearly as cut and dry uh, as that because again, these are nonpartisan races, and uh, the whole idea of Republican and Democrat doesn't really come into it. Does that help, Carol? I know it did help a lot. It helps. But can I ask you another question? Sure. How does a, a child, an infant, know if they're gay or a lesbian until they grow up? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think I can. I think I can handle that one. An, an infant does not know, and no one is talking about conversion therapy, or no one is talking with infants about this issue at all. However. A an, a ten year old, an eight year old, an eleven year old, a fifteen year old. They often know. Not all of them. There are some people who are trans or gay that do not figure it out for decades and decades. However, many many people figure out that they are trans or figure out that they are gay or bisexual or asexual. Um, you know, in the the. Puberty years in the, you know, 11, 12 to 14, 15 years. And so um, so no one is really talking about infants here. When we talk about con- – because conversion therapy is um, – it's not that the parent is trying to push some, like, LGBTQ agenda. What happens with conversion therapy is that a, a, a child approaches a parent and says, um, I know that you thought I was born a male, but I'm a female. And then the parents say, oh, no, you're not. There's something wrong with you. There's something horribly, horribly wrong with you. We're going to send you to conversion therapy, and they're going to fix you. And uh, that's really the the problem. Um, And so when we talk about conversion therapy, we're not talking about, you know, little kids or toddlers or something like that. We're talking about, you know, people who are under 18, some of them, not all of them, but some people who are under 18, but absolutely old enough to recognize how they feel about their body and or who they're attracted to. All right, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. We've got a couple of texts. A libertarian guy, I'll just sum it up real quick. Uh, yeah. Libertarian okay. guy, so his name, libertarian guy. Yep. Ranked choice voting, he agrees with you. Conversion oh, therapy yes. ban, he agrees with you. So he's like, awesome. whoa, we're two for two with the we're Democratic two for two Party. We're two today. I, mean, I, I don't want to mess it up anymore. Uh, yeah, so. All right, William's going to leave on a high note. We're going right, to That's it. Get call it here. a day. We're done. No, <laughs> we're joking. We're joking. Stay, stay tuned. All right, we'll be back. It's like a chill Friday song. Yep. Bare naked. 608-785-7914. I don't know why I did that at warp speed. 
If you want to get in here, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair, hanging out with me on a Friday. Tregoski's at uh, Eagle Fest right now that's going on at UW Lacrosse. The 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 stuff that's going on in Lacrosse tomorrow is jam-packed. We have the honor yep. flight going. Pride Fest has moved indoors. Pride Fest, it's moved indoor. Yeah, let's talk about that because Pride Fest is great. And uh, if if you have a moment, you should everyone should drop by. Pride Fest is going to be at Logan High School tomorrow, so it's not going to be in the rain. It's going to be from eleven to four. So they've shortened it by two hours. It was normally going to go to six, but now that it's at Logan, it's going to go from eleven to four. Um, I, I, I'm going to be there the whole time. There's a Democrat booth, so please come by and say hello. So Pride Fest going on at Logan. Uh, stepping out in pink happens in the morning and they're doing, they're right. starting in Riverside park now instead of, uh, I think they used to walk around Gunderson health system, but now they're going to, um, start in Riverside and walk and do the marsh trail. And what else is going on? The Woodstock, the Woodstock tribute, yep. uh, for moon tunes. We'll see if the weather cooperates, but also like Woodstock happened, right. you know, I don't know. I, it, it seems mean to, uh, uh, to make people my age and older stand out in the rain like that. So. Yeah, we'll I see. said just get the fire hoses out, like get river, just drench Riverside Park in mud, and then, uh, no, that's probably not a good idea. All right, so a couple of the different things we were talking about. We talked about ranked choice voting a little bit, yep. and and we, we, we the joke was that Libertarian guy and Democratic Party chair have agreed on both ranked choice voting because he says there's no though the Libertarian guy says because I say if you if you vote Libertarian in the last presidential election, you're essentially are you voting against Donald? Are you voting for Joe Biden if you're a libertarian? I've, I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah, because, because it helps whoever won. Yeah. So if you are so in Wisconsin, you are helping Biden. Yeah. Um, but if you're in um, uh, Idaho, you're helping Trump. Okay, so it's it, it, a weird dynamic with uh, and and libertarian guy says there's no such thing as a wasted vote if you don't vote for a Democrat and a Republican wins. That wasn't a wasted vote for a Democrat, I, but I I disagree. I feel like if you've, in, no. especially in the last election, if you didn't vote for Biden or Trump, you're wasting your vote at this right. point because until we implement ranked because choice voting, one of them is closer to your ideas, one of them is closer to your ideas, one of, and belief system and third party. And again, I don't like these laws. I want them to change. Uh, I am not someone who is like, yay, two-party system. Uh, Very much I am not. But um, until those laws can change, we have to kind of deal within the system that we have. And then uh, Libertarian Guy also agreed with you on conversion therapy. And he he says this is an oldie but a goodie. Conversion therapy, regulating an industry to prevent that industry from engaging in certain practices that are harmful and have led to suicide is not a violation of the First Amendment. So uh, pretty clear there. COVID Joe <laughs> texts in. That's how I have him on the text line because right. he, uh, we, when COVID was going down, we talked a lot of COVID with Joe. Um, he says, while I don't agree with hormonal or physically changing children until the age of 16, I absolutely believe conversion therapy is wildly abusive, punishable by removing the child from that home until the parents can understand the abuse. Yeah. Uh, we're, we just, we're moving into a society where we understand, like, if you go back to, like, what, the 50s or something, and it was, oh, my God, you couldn't even get a divorce, right? Like, that right. was, like, a woman would have been shunned for getting a divorce. Right. Um, I mean, if we go back to that time, and we're just kind of slowly inching along. Yeah. Well, and that's how civil rights have always happened. The the legal happens, and then the societal change is uh, 
uh, takes a whole lot longer. Um, and then, and, you know, and we're starting to realize this stuff, you know, with LGBTQ community and uh, just the, the rights of those people that we often shunned. We, not right. even that long ago, we right. shunned as as uh, as different and therefore, you know, not abnormal and not and right. sh- like, I, I, like I said, shunned. Uh, 608. And, and to be clear, in the 1950s, there were trans people. There was just literally no way for them to be a part of society. They were behind the divorced women in the closet. Right. Yep. Like Absolutely. divorced women have yep. to hide and the trans people have to hide. Yep. You know, isn't it like you say in the 50s, but all throughout history. Yeah. So like there's just people that are like that. And, well, and, that's, and, and that's also a very Western idea. There are other civilizations that um, that had no problem with the idea of, of trans. So. All right, I want to I want to do this real quick. This is kind of a complicated topic, but the uh, uh, it's been found out that a Holman Village board member yep is on that Oath Keepers list. Mm-hmm. So an Oath Keepers list was leaked. Yeah, and uh, was, a membership you know, list. So there's there's about what six six or seven people in 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 our like government in Wisconsin right. yep. in different localities. Yep, including Holman here, a Village board member in Holman. Who are on this oath keepers list? But when I hear the term, and all oath, of them did not know what they were doing. All of them signed up and then were like, "No, whoops, whoops. I didn't know what the oath." Yeah, the the excuses are kind of comical uh, for accidentally getting on the, you know, accidentally being affiliated with the oath keepers. But of course, right? Like, because yeah. once you're outed like that. But if you're, but William, if there's a list of Antifa, even though Antifa isn't a right. Antifa isn't uh, like a group. Like it's not an organized. Right. It's, it's nothing not an but an idea. Yeah, it's not a, a anti-fascist. Yep. Like, who and would, I am very much anti-fascist. I do not like fascism. If there was a list of anti, you would probably put your name on it willingly and yep. go, "Yep, I'm an Antifa member." Yep, absolutely. I think I have several Facebook posts talking about how uh, my two grandparents, my three, three of my four grandparents, fought. Uh, the Nazis in World War II, and that um, my three grandparents and I are all anti-fascist. Because that's where I draw the try to draw the comparison. So if if I ended up on an Antifa list, would I would there be a news story about how Rick Solom, the you know like right. if I, especially if I was government official, would be way different. But like the blowhard radio show host, like whatever. But if you did, you're the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. Right. But the Oath Keepers, I mean, there's a difference here, right? Because if you hear 100%, Oath Keepers, they're the, keeping the... The anti-fascist, Antifa anti-fascist is an idea. It is It is nothing but a statement saying, I am against fascism. There's no organization. There's no hierarchy. There are no membership dues. There is no constitution you have to follow or anything like that. But even the idea of Antifa versus the idea right. of Oath Keepers right. is very different. But... but the, the specific and, and very dangerous thing about Oath Keepers, from the inception of Oath Keepers, they were very, very much a quasi-paramilitary organization. Their goal, their stated goal from the beginning, uh, when no one knew who they were, their stated goal was to um, basically uh, use force and violence to attack government officials who did anything that they thought was unconstitutional. That is dangerous, but violence has always been at the at the the soul of uh, the oathkeeper movement. But when if I'm if I'm just taking a step back and saying okay, but if if somebody is doing something against the Constitution, I want to protest. I want sure. violence. I want. So here here there are lots of things I could do. One and most importantly, 
we have a judicial system. We have, we, we have an avenue that is nonviolent by which you can redress your grievances. Um, so if someone does something that is unconstitutional, you take them to court. That's how this is supposed to work. Additionally, we have a right to assemble. There is nothing that, uh, and I would, uh, like, even if you're protesting something that I disagree with, I 100% support your right to protest, 100%. However, when you state you are going to attack people, when you state you are going to use violence, you're done. It's over. The moment you move to violence, the moment you move to preparing for violence, that's when you've lost all credibility. Okay, so the difference here, and I just want to go to, to George Floyd being killed by Minneapolis right. police, and then there was violence in the street. Right. Uh, you know, we, we need some repercussions for this sure. dude that sat on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there a, can you draw a different, is there a parallel there or a difference? Oath, you know, if Oath Keepers are using violence? Yeah, because Oath Keepers, so the violence from George Floyd was uh, a spontaneous, after-the-fact expression of anger. The Oath Keepers were preparing for violence. They were planning on it, all right? And one, I think that the, the, obviously, when you look back at all of the Black Lives Matter rallies that happened around the country, um, I think something like 95% of them were 100% peaceful. Mm -hmm. The the few that had any kind of violence, the violence was often sparked by the people there protesting the Black Lives Matter people. But even with that... It was, a, it was a reaction to a problem. The Oath Keepers was not a reaction. It was a plan. They were planning in advance to commit violence. And that is a dangerous, dangerous thing. 608-785-7914 is the talk text line. We're going to take one more break. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. All right. Welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. Just ranting and raving with William Garcia over the break about... Uh, we're still doing show. It'd be a good show. The, 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 if we just left the mics on, William, it'd still be a good show, I think. Um, we were talking about conversion therapy a little bit, but I believe Carol Carol had a trio of questions. Sure. Every time, every yeah, time she asked. Go ahead. I have a medical question. Yes. Let's say I'm a woman, and I've had enough kids, and I want to become a man. And I become a man, and I don't care for it, so I want to go back to a woman. Is that possible? So, um, hmm, how to best answer your question? The, the, the best answer is it depends on if you do hormonal therapy or uh, do a physical surgery. Uh, first off, the hormonal therapy, which is honestly what most uh, trans people do. Not all, they're in, but for the most part, most trans people stick with the hormonal therapy. Hormonal therapy is uh, you have to take hormones your entire life. If you decide that you made a mistake, uh, you just stop taking the hormones. And after about six months or a year, those hormones wash out of your system and you return to the um, uh, the, the the kind of gender that you your originally body chemistry. were. But your body chemistry returns to your birth chemistry, I guess we could call it. Now... If you have, and we were actually talking about this at one of the breaks, if you have physical, so surgery, um, one, that is reversible. I mean, there, there are women who uh, have breast augmentation and then don't like it and so have those taken out. The exact same thing would happen with a, a, a trans uh, person. But um, the, the, the regret rate, 
so far for trans people who've had surgery is actually one of the lowest regrets of surgery uh, of anything. It's about 20% regret. Now, that regret covers not just people that think they made a wrong decision. In fact, that, that number is much smaller. But it also covers people who are like, I wanted to, I, the, the surgery, the pain of it, the difficulty of it, the cost of it was not worth um, the, like, the change that I got. But when, you have, when uh, people have knee surgery, knee surgery is usually well, just, about a, a 50%. Say this. I'll, I'll um, just say this. I had elbow surgery at, at one point. My elbow doesn't work. So I went and had elbow surgery. The doctor was going to oh, fix it. And uh, he didn't fix it. So yeah. I have a regret that I had elbow surgery at all because now my elbow is worse than it was before. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, a person is allowed to be mistaken on that. So um, so the, 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 the final answer is physically uh, most of the surgeries can be changed back, um, although with, with quite a bit of cost um, and, um, and maybe – you know, things would not be as good as they were before. Uh, but if you do hormone therapy, the hormones uh, do wash out. So, does, and, Carol, does that help? Oh, well, we, we let her go. Again. Oh, darn. I, I keep doing that to her so she could listen. It's just it's easier to do that. Um, but she, uh, I, you know, the hormone thing I had to ask you in the break because this is, sure. you know, I have, uh, you know, I'm just trying to learn about this stuff as, as, as well, much as Carol is, is the if you're on hormones, you're on hormones forever. Yeah. Right. right. Like you just like if you're going to yeah. be if you're going to go through hormone therapy, then you're just going to it's a it's, it's just like if I'm on yep. insulin, I'm just going to be on insulin for as long as right. I need it. Uh, 608-785-7914. Um, we did we did have uh, a couple of political things as long as I have the political science professor in here and we have or political science, the lacrosse County Democratic Party chair, I should say. And we got to get out of here at that time, William. So just yep. so you know, um, in in Wisconsin. Lawmakers, Republican-controlled legislature has now approved a plan for an, the opioid settlement, right. and we're getting we're getting like trickled amounts because each year. of Democratic pressure, right? Um, but Governor Evers had a plan a month ago that that seems to be it's eighty-five percent the same as what Republicans well, so, had. Yeah, so Evers issued a plan when we won this money, when we were awarded this money. Evers yeah. issued a very detailed plan about what we should do with the money. The Republicans instantly came back and said, no, this is this is wrong. So but they didn't have a plan of their own, of course. They just said, no, we don't like this plan. So what they did is they took Evers plan. They changed about 15 percent of it and then came back and said, we now have a plan. And um, which is, you know, uh, how the Republicans govern so often. And the plan passed. They don't issue a plan. They just reject other people's plans. And then when the the point comes to where they they really have to make a decision on something, they they take a Democratic plan, they change a little bit of it, and then they they present it as their own as if they came up with it. So they kind of like stealing your homework a little bit. Um. The plan, the plan passed, bipartisan plan. It yeah. passed in in the legislature. Sure. So when I, uh, when I was gripe about the legislature, I mean, being what out the Republicans session. could have done is they could have easily said, "Hey, this is a pretty good plan. There's some changes we want to make, so we're going to make some changes to this plan that, for the most part, we like." But that's not what they did. They said, "No, no, not this plan," and they took it away. And then they come back and they try and present this whole big plan as their own thing uh, when it's, you know, like I said, eighty-five percent the old plan. Um, and so, if Republicans were were working in a spirit of, bi- of um, bipartisanship and compromise, they would just say, "Hey, this is a pretty good start. We're going to make some changes because we don't like a few of the elements in here and there, et cetera, et cetera." So, and then we're gonna we're gonna make these changes. We're gonna vote on them. 
Uh, but instead, they come out and they, they do this pageant of no to Evers. We present our own plan a month later uh, that is, you know, basically the same thing. Well, so as you said, it's a matter of attitude. The Republican representative, Mark Bourne, who's the co-chair of the committee that, that comes up with the plan, he said that Governor Evers' proposal a month ago was a half-baked plan. Right. Half-baked. Yeah. But if it was half-baked, then why did why you take 85%? 85% of it? And some of the stuff that's inserted now into the plan that, that passes is um, okay, oh, an opioid settlement, right? So so there's money for law enforcement we're adding. Yep. Is that just to fight opioids? Is that to fight drug trafficking? And yeah. I, yeah. I guess maybe yeah. uh, more money for that. And then they had to change... After school programs, they had. The, from I don't understand this one at all. I don't know why after school programs get the money and actual schools do not get the money. I don't understand that at all. Except it's just another way of uh, beating up on public education. Yeah, it's just a little bit silly. The tweaks were minor, and uh, it it doesn't need to be this decisive. Divisive, right. It doesn't. But have also to be. election year, so we can't yeah. give anybody any wins. Right. All right. That's William Garcia, the Cross County Democratic Party Chair. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me. Oh, thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend, too.